Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Well, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, um, Ice played the last Head First show and there was a lot of people there. And I just remember, like, people were doing, like, the circle pit, the moshing thing when when we were playing. And I'm like, they, there's no way, I mean, we'd only played, you were at some of them. We only played a little bit before that. and But I just remember being, like, okay, happy that we could provide something that people were doing something that looked, like, normal to them. Because I never thought the music that Ice played sounded normal and i don't mean that like oh it sounded better than everything i don't think it sounded normal in 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 the sense that it would get anybody to emote any any like anything so that's what's interesting though about your whole answer to me is it seems like you wouldn't have cared if people were just standing around watching you and paying attention like all you wanted was your stuff to be heard i i think mostly Right. Um, but I will say that there that later on in the decade, when people started showing up with their backpacks and their oversized glasses and their thrift store clothes and doing that and just standing there, like a whole sea of people just standing there like Yeah. Okay, that was maybe a little too 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 reserved. So wait, jumping ahead a little bit, does that have is that have anything to do with why Farside started? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys would open shows with with Save It for the Children. Like, was was that in any way a part of that, or was that just more just to be Farside? That was that was just Popeye, and I thought it was hilarious. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we did it to to you know kind of prod at Bob because Bob Bob was a little more serious about shows. Um, when you guys did that at Coos, you guys opened with Save It for the Children, like someone was standing there and they're like, is this like a new Farside song? He was a guy that I knew. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I said, it is. And they're kind of going in a new direction now. So they did a whole new record that sounds like this. <laughs> and like his face like dropped. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, no, no. But for a, <laughs> but for a moment, 411 seemed to me like you guys had the world in the palm of your hands. You guys were huge. And then you broke up. Is that an accurate read on my part or no? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know that we broke up as much as we just, uh, I think we all sort of came to the same unspoken conclusion that we'd run our course, that, that I think we were out of ideas. Um, and it, it, it wasn't going to go much further. I mean, the second tour that we did, 
I think we had one or two new songs. So we were basically playing the same set that we had done a year ago, which if you think about that, that's, that's crazy. Like we, we cranked out what, 13 songs or something like that in a matter of months. And then the next year and a half, we come up with like two and there's, there's some, you know, riffs that, that never really went anywhere. Um, During that time, were you guys still practicing con consistently? Yeah. Okay, so it was practicing, playing the same set, fine-tuned machine, but there's nothing new happening other than those two new songs. There were there were new songs, but but they weren't they weren't particularly good. Gotcha. Um, there I, I, there was a song called um, Heartbeat, I think. Oh, that's a great song. See, I think that song's so boring. Musically. Is that how it goes? <laughs> that's how that's how I remember it going, but you don't want to go off you don't want to go off of me. Yeah, I just musically I remember even at the time thinking this this has got no energy, it's boring. Um I thought Flesh was an okay song. Um, By the way, that might have been what I was just singing. I think that might be yeah. what you... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay, now I'm hearing what you were doing. Yes, that song. Yeah, that song was pretty good. Um, but there were a couple other songs that just... They just weren't cutting it. And for whatever reason, Josh and I... We'd, we'd run dry. We weren't just... We weren't coming up with ideas. And I think, I think Mario was already... You know, eyeing other bands. He, you know, he very quickly... Started doing Metro Shifter and, and Clickitat and uh, and Ashes Dust, um, so he was already, you know, kind kind of had his his whole hand in a bunch of other pies already. Question, um, question. If um, and was Little Steve in that version of Ashes Dust? Yep. Okay, because I remember. Okay, I remember that. Um, okay, let's say that you guys want to continue doing the band. Mario leaves the band. Do you think the band continues? Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, say I just because, he is, yeah, no, no, please. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I say that because I only have, um, I, I can't picture, I mean, I guess if, if, the, if, if, if the band continues and we're really cooking and we've got a lot of great new songs and real creative, and, and it's going great, and Mario decides to quit, maybe. Right. But um, that just wasn't, wasn't the case. He also seems to me like, once you played with him in a specific band, like you could start another band with new dudes, but or dudettes, but if you, if you are doing a band with him, it would be very hard to find somebody, I'm, I mean, you probably could, but someone that could do what he does. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing with drummers is there's a lot of good drummers that, that are out there. There's not a lot of drummers that have um, a sound that you, you hear it and you immediately know who it is, right? Like John Bonham. You hear John Bonham, you're like, that's John Bonham. Right. Because um, just because he had a, a, a style and Keith Moon had a style. And Mario definitely um, has a, a style. Like if you listen to Earthless or Rocket or Hot Snakes or Off or any of those, it all sounds like Mario. 
no matter what, what if he's playing like some black flagish song or if he's playing that 25 minute psych jam, it's Mario. I mean, you can identify who it is. Bob is the same way. Bob is Bob has got a real swing to what he's he's doing. Um, I think he would tell you that he's he doesn't think he's all that good, but he's he is good and, and he's 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 got his own voice. So yeah, it would have been it would have been really tough to replace to replace Mario. So then from there, um, how do you get in Farside? Well, at the end of the four hundred one, the second four hundred one tour, I think our last show was in Berkeley. And, and the way I remember it was Dan was, Dan had decided he was going to stick around for a while. And, and he eventually, I, I, he either eventually moved up there or, or he stayed. Right. Um, uh, it was one, one of the two. Um, and so we went back and that was really, that was about it. Um, we just, we were done. Um, and head first was broken up. And so I was, I was toying around with the idea of doing um, a new band, but I couldn't, I, I, I just, I, you've met me. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. Um, and so well, at I, one I, point, I, was, well, I don't mean to interrupt you. At one point we sat at Denny's, I forget who we were with. And you talked about doing a band called Baloney. Just, just to, just, just to remind you, I forget what, I forget what it was going to sound like, but I just remember thinking if anyone can do a band called Baloney, it's Kevin Murphy. You were also going to do a band with Loman called Death Church. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I don't think I've brought up Baloney to you since you, since 1993 when you told me you were going to do a band called Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if that was, do you remember like for a while, I'll answer your question, but you, do you remember for a while like every band? coming out of San Diego was named like doorstop yes. or, or bathtub or something yes. like that. Maybe, maybe that's what that was. Um, anyway, um, I, I had toyed around with this idea. I was going to do this band. I was going to call it Beatless, which was Beatles, but with an extra S. Which and, is brilliant, by the way. Like, that, that's pretty <laughs> brilliant, dude. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Um, Leap. And, still, uh, and the world so, still needs to hear Leap. The world, you need to re-record, you need to record Leap. At least do that, and then you can tell me that you're done with everything. Go on, I'm sorry. I, that's, that, that tape has got to be somewhere. But, but we anyway, don't need to, yeah, I was going to do that, but, but I couldn't, I couldn't find people that, that could do it. The people that I wanted to, to be in the band with me were, like, tied up with other stuff. Um, and so just by chance, um, Popeye called... Um, called the house and I, I was out. This is Popeye's version of it. And I don't remember this, but he, he remembers it. He called and Jeff Goodson answered and, and Popeye said something like, you think Kevin would want to join Farside? And Jeff was like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll write it down. Leave it up for him. Um, and he did. And, I mean, I, I thought, A, I like Farside. They're a good band. Um, they're kind of what what I would like to do. A little wimpy, but you know, maybe that can change. Um and and B had nothing else going on. Um and I knew I knew Popeye and, and Chu at least and I really liked them as, as people. I didn't know Bob. I was intimidated by Bob. Right. Um as we all are. 
I think, I think, yeah, until you meet him, and then you realize that. I'm still intimidated, but that's just me. <laughs> I think that's because he likes to pick on you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Trust me. Yes, still, <laughs> after all these years. Um, so that was really it. They, 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 uh, they, they were in the middle of booking a tour to Europe to support Rochambeau, which was, was about to come out. And Rob had quit um, and was moving to Salt Lake City to go to, I think he was going to go to school with, with, with his brother. Um, and so I joined thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill in until they find somebody. Um, but then I, you know, a few months in, um, you know, that, that it became apparent that, that this was going to work out. And so I stuck around. Because it's interesting because I know that when I played Popeye the Beatless stuff, because this is before I think Rob was still in the band, Popeye said, I go, what'd you think of it? He's all, well, I, I want to play second guitar on that stuff. And I didn't really think anything of that. I'm like, oh, you know, Popeye, he, he, you know, he, Popeye, like yourself, is one of those people that um, I don't think um, really knows how truly talented he is. So, so for him, he was like, oh, I would love to play with Kevin because Kevin is so good and blah, blah, blah. And you are. And I, I think that you're the same way that you were looking at Farside like, oh, I, I like these guys. I like this band. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And so Kevin, so when Rob quit, Popeye told me, because um, I'll, I'll be honest, when Popeye told me that Rob quit, I was like, well, this band's done. Like, I mean, you know, Rob was... I mean, dude, those early Far Side songs are are that's that's some that's some great stuff, and and yeah. I, I I was like when Polly told me that I, I was really bummed because I'm like, dude, they're done, and then he told me he wanted to get you in the band, and I'm and I remember thinking, I don't know if Kevin's gonna do that, and then you called me and you were like, dude, Far Side just asked me to go to Europe with them, and you were and I was like, dude, so you're in the band, and you were like, well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they really want me in the band. Blah 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 blah. But my whole thing was the way that Popeye presented it to me was, oh, they wanted you to be the guy in in the band. So you go. I mean, you didn't really know them that well, and then you're on tour with them for like six or seven weeks in Europe. Is that yeah? Yeah. Was that yeah. at all like? Because I know that you, like me to a degree, don't tour easily. Did that, was that another layer on top of that? Or, I mean, to me, I would think, oh, they're such good good dudes that you would, you know, just kind of get over that. The tour, so you're right. I, I, I was never a big fan of touring. The first the first time I went on tour with it was, was with Head First. And about three days in, I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. This is not fun. Um <laughs> This is work, and it's uncomfortable, and I'm hungry, and and I can't stop sweating. And uh, yeah, um, the thing with the the Far Side Europe tour was there was a, there was a lot of things that compounded it to make it even worse for for me, which was um, <clears throat> the guy that uh, was originally going to book it. Um, I I want to say his name was Aiden. But it, it was something very, very English. Um, a, a few weeks before we were supposed to leave, we, we found out he had only booked one show. Um, and we, we were, we were going to arrive in, in Frankfurt, Germany, and we were going to come home many weeks later. And, and, and somewhere in the middle was London that had been booked. 
So Jordan reached out to a, <clears throat> a guy that he knew, um, this guy Ian Leck, who, um, do you know the band Voorhees? Yeah. 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 He was, he, he was singer for Voorhees. He, he runs um, a club in, in the UK right now called Boom, Boom in, in Leeds. Anyway, he reached out to Ian. Ian didn't know who we were and was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So we flew over there with a handful of shows booked and a lot of open slots. And, and Ian was like maniacally trying to get these shows booked. So we would, we would call him nightly and daily. Like we'd call Bradford England and he'd be like, okay, I, I, you guys have a show in Amsterdam and, and we'd be in you know, France or someplace. And so, you know, you'd have to drive to, I don't know, Torino, Italy, you know, 500 miles or something like that from show to show because he was just booking whatever he could get. Where was the um, money to, to do that coming coming from? Is it coming from shows, merch, all of it? No, no, no. So that's the thing. Um, we, we went into so much debt on that tour because um, first, like a bunch of amateurs, we thought, we'll just fly all of our own equipment over. So amplifiers, drums, all of it. We flew that, it was massively expensive. Um, my amplifier blew up the first night, so we had to, to borrow a, a guitar amp every single night we played. That was our first order of business. Um, and we had no merch um, for I think the first two weeks. And then finally, um, we played a show with Super Touch in, I don't know, Germany or someplace. Um, and they showed up with, with a big box and like, Hey, we've got your, your merchandise. So the first few weeks we were, we were making like 15 bucks a show. Um, and, uh, you know, we had come over with a little bit of pocket money, but that went fast. Um, so we were really, we were not eating a lot. Um, all the money was going into the gas tank. And the gas tank, by the way, was a was a, a Volkswagen Eurovan, which is not big, and it wasn't set up for like we there wasn't a loft or anything. It just had seats, so we jammed everything in there. You couldn't lie down, um, and we're driving 500 miles a night. Um, it was awful. Was there ever talk um, of throwing in the towel? No, I mean I, there wasn't an option. We didn't have the money to like buy buy tickets home. I mean we were. So how did you ultimately get home from this? We well, I mean, eventually, once we got the merchandise and, and it, you know we started to kind of uh, make a little bit of money and break even, um, um, but you know, Ian, just a saint, he kept getting the shows. Um, so we wound up playing pretty much everything, I think, except for um, the shows in Ireland fell through. Um, I don't remember why, but uh, anyway, anyway, we 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 had a week off, and we just spent it at his 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 flat in uh, in Bradford, England. So if you Christmas. guys don't start making money, I never realized this. If you guys don't start making money, you're you're hitting up Jordan or someone. Hey, we've been here however many weeks. It's time to come home. Well, I mean, like let's say five weeks go go by. Hey, we haven't made any money. The tour is over. It's time to like. It, do, am I reading that correctly or no? I mean, I think that would have been like the emergency escape hatch if if we really had to pull the trigger on that. 
Um, but even even that would have been um, a a bit of a a hail mary because you know this was Revelation wasn't they weren't as 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 big as they would get at that point. You know, um, we were touring on Rochambeau, which when we left for Europe, I think had been out only in the U.S. for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So nobody knew who we were. And we, then we get there and we have no merchandise to sell. So it's just like, you're American. I came to see the American band. And that's, you know, that's that was the only draw. So maybe Jordan could have bailed us out. But, you know, I mean... I don't, I don't know if you remember the early Revelation days, but they, they kind of had a reputation for, you know, the bold record is coming out. I'm going to mail them my $6, and then maybe eight months later I'll get it. Um, just because it was, the, the money was going in to fund the next project, and, right. and if there was any profit, then you could handle potions and all that. And, and Rev wasn't, they weren't as big as they would get. They didn't have Sense Field. They didn't have Into Another um, you know, they had Youth of Today. I don't even know if they had Youth of Today. Well, I guess they had the seven inch at that point, and, and, but I think the rest of it was still on, on Caroline. And they had Gorilla Biscuits, so maybe Jordan could have bailed us out, but he paid to get us over there, so we were already in hawk for that. <laughs>